0: okay 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 so we're starting here today with isar matis who's coming from the travel industry as an executive uh who had many many years in the tech space and now runs a community-led content creation platform kind of a thing as a service for for company am i am i saying this right
1: uh yeah you got this right
0: okay perfect and uh uh... Yeah, yeah go ahead
1: it's uh What we do today is a community that generates content as a service. So we help companies build a community around them. We do this through something very similar to this. So online conversations that just happen with the community. And it becomes, in addition to a way to build relationships with the entire ecosystem of a company, it generates a crazy amount of content almost effortlessly.
0: So I, you know, this is the topic that we are basically uh, uh, kind of, working with all day long here at Wonder and companies are struggling uh, with uh, kind of executing on content and making content. So I guess this is a really good solution for this. Tell me a little more about, you know, how do you see the value of content for businesses and uh, uh, why should businesses invest in content?
1: It's a great question, and you touched on a on a touchy point, and I'll, I will address it from two different aspects. One, first of all, like you said, companies are struggling with generating content. Everybody understands the value of content. Many companies do not understand the flip side of that. They understand the value of content. They don't know how to generate content that creates value, and I see that with my clients. I see that with people who just consult with me because that's what I do, uh, and so many companies generate Large amounts of content that is about them, right? Here's my new product. Here's my new service. Here's our new hire. Here is the last event that we've created. Here is. Nobody cares. Nobody wants to hear about your product or service. And people sometimes get partially offended when I say that, but it's true. Like if you are a head of a company, think about how many times content that you're consuming stuff that you're reading, podcasts that you're seeing are about a product or a service of another company. Very, very, very rare. You only do that when you're in the last stages of buying something and you really want to know, oh, like, what are they doing? Is it better than the other thing? But other than that, you're trying to consume content that gives you value, that helps you make decisions, helps you make progress, helps you learn about a new thing, helps you solve a problem. So the content you should be creating needs to provide value to the people that you want to attract. And this value could be right. completely unrelated to what your company does. Preferably, it's aligned with what your company does, but it doesn't have to be about what your company does. And I will give you an example from one of our clients, and I can give you a lot of examples, but they sell real estate. They could, they, it's way more specific than that. They sell a turnkey solution real estate investing platform in Jacksonville, Florida. Like it's very, very niche. So we could have said, this is a show about real estate investing in Jacksonville, Florida. Well, there would have been zero people listening to that show. But we call the show, Not Your Average Investor Show. And we talk about various channels of investing for people who don't know what to just drop their money in their 401k. Right. So now it's creating content. Now we do this by interviewing people who are experts on investing on different things. We always relate it back to, If you would invest in real estate, here's the pros and cons compared to this other thing, but it's a very fair conversation. It's not tinted towards anything. So anybody who wants to invest and have spare money, and the name is very tricky. I'm not an average investor, so I'm more sophisticated, hence the name of the show, would like to listen to that show because it provides great comparison of different investment channels. It also built a community of people who are constantly there on the show. So now the content is created by and together with a community, which means by definition, it's valuable to that community and people like them because we're creating it with them. The next level of content is going to be driven by the feedback, the questions that that are generated in real time in those weekly conversations with clients and prospects. So... The idea of generating content is like, yeah, I know I need to generate content. And it means I need like five people on my marketing team because one needs to write the strategy and then create a plan for what we're going to do every week. And then I need three people to... All of that goes away. You get an immediate feedback loop from the people you're trying to provide value to and attract on what works and what doesn't work. Because if they're interested and they're engaged and they're asking questions, then you know it's right. And based on the questions they're asking, you know what's the next two, three, four topics you need to talk about. So we kind of flip the whole process on its head. Instead of creating a lot of content that then attracts some people, that then a few will come to you, we're like, let's talk to the few that we know we want to talk to. And out of that, understand what the topics that are interesting to them, build relationships with them already. And the outcome is content. So we call the difference, instead of being content in, we're relationship out.
0: I must say, by the way, that you know, when we started the company, there were two people I talked to. Number one was Michael Matias. Uh, he's my uh, best friend. He runs uh, Twenty Minute Leaders uh, in Israel, which is a large podcast. And the second person was uh, Hillel Fuld, who's a really good guy. With you know, he, he's he's really good with content, that's for sure. And he's a very smart guy. So I just asked him. And I'm looking at your title right here. Uh, it says, Isar Matus, be the stage. And that's basically was the uh, recommendation or the kind of uh, um, tip that I got from both of them. They said, Hey, you don't want to create content. You want to be the place where people are coming for or coming to, to create content. And then you're becoming basically the stage for all of these people. And if that's preferably aligned with, with your incentives, then that's a good network effect. So, I'm a big believer in what you're doing, so congratulations.
1: Thank you. It's And the name of the company, again, is not random, obviously.
0: Right, that's true. Uh, tell me a, a little bit about, you know, how, you, cause so you're coming from from the travel space, which is, you know, very close to us as well. How did you do this flip and why?
1: Wow, it's uh, it's I, I by randomness or luck or, you know, fate, call it whatever you want to call it, depending what you believe in. But I was working for... Uh, I was running Last Minute Travel, which was the consumer-facing brand of Turico Holidays, which was the third largest uh, wholesaler of travel in the world and the largest in the US, and we we sold the company. And when we sold the company, we merged with our two largest competitors, uh, GTN and Hotel Beds, to create one large, the largest wholesaler that ever existed because it merged the three largest wholesalers that existed at that point uh became a very, very big company. And in last minute travel, I had my own little startup. So within a larger company, which was the dream, right? There is It's just the ultimate environment to work in. And I had a lot of fun and I had an amazing team of people and we did what we wanted and we had fun doing it and we were successful doing it. When after the acquisition, we became a much larger organization. I got a fancier title, more people, higher budgets, like everything you would want but it stopped being fun. It became really corporate, like ev- things that would take me two days, now took me three months. And I, I, I just didn't like the new environment, so I, I left. And I left without anything to leave to. Like I, by the way, I stayed there for like nine months helping them build what they wanted to build because I didn't want to leave them empty handed. But then I left and I didn't have anything specific to do. And I really missed business interactions because I was running businesses for 20 years. So, and I listened to a lot of podcasts I'm like, oh, these podcasters get to talk to a lot of business people. So why won't I start a podcast and then I can get to talk to interesting business people. So I had no intent other than not being bored. And, you know, the first interviews you do are like friends and family, right? And I, I came from the tech scene in Israel. So I have a lot of friends in tech startups. But after like doing five or six or seven of those, I'm like, this is ridiculous. Like I got to go beyond my inner circle, first of all, because I got to do it if I want to have a serious podcast. And second is because everybody has a thick Israeli accent and I'm trying to get to the U.S. market. Maybe it's not a great idea. So right. and I was listening to a TED talk with a guy called Isaac Litzky, and I'm like, oh my God, his story, his personal story is amazing. His business story is incredible. I'm going to interview him, which is A really stupid thought when you have five episodes and you're an absolute nobody and four people listen to your podcast. But I went on LinkedIn and I found him and I said, hey, Isaac, I have a podcast about business. I would love to have you as a guest. And the next day I got an answer. Yes, awesome. When when do we schedule this? And the first thing, you know, your first reaction, like, yes, I nailed a really big. Later on, I learned that is a huge deal. Like he spoke on all the biggest stages, getting paid to fly there, you know, business, five-star hotels to have a speech. And I just, you know, I, I, again, I was a nobody, but then what I just said hit me, you know, before that I was running a hundred million dollar travel business. And there was more than a few people that didn't want to meet with me because it was not important enough. And now I'm a nobody. I have no business, I have nobody listen to my podcast again. I had like I released like four episodes when this happened, and why would somebody with that kind of clout would say yes to me? And I'm like, how can I leverage this for business? That fact that I have a stage gives you so much leverage in business. And I'm like, okay, if I figure this out, I'm sure other people figured it out. <laughs> like I can't be the only one. So what right. I did is started looking for people who are doing the same thing. And I started interviewing them to the podcast and coming on their podcast and starting asking them questions on what they do. And one of them is Pablo Gonzalez, who was two steps ahead of me in that journey. And he's now my business partner and the rest is history, like they say. So this is kind of like what led me to what I'm doing today, to building a service around this idea that you can build amazing business relationships, open doors and create content with very little effort if you know how to do this right.
0: Yeah, I mean the truth is, and you know, I really like to talk about these kind of stuff. But the truth is that it really gives, you know, it it serves the most basic need uh, for people, which is which is talking a little bit about themselves and 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 representing whatever they want to represent, which is bow va- whatever values, whatever ideas, whatever whatever they do. Um, but the second part as well is that uh, it gives an opportunity to get to people um, with something. And uh, that's a really good offering when you have like a stage, as you call it, which is the very, a very smart name, by the way. Um, mm-hmm. Just the stage, a stage that you can, you know, host on best people with specific topics. So, so it's it kind of, it really has a really good product market fit, as you call it. Like this is spe- this specific because it, it really gives everybody whatever they actually need. But I think the next question I have not in all companies you will find somebody who know how to ask questions how to host somebody on a podcast all of this stuff you know just not for everybody um how do you give what is the infrastructure that you're giving providing businesses with to create those communities and to create this content
1: awesome question first of all what you said is the reason why we have a business (laughs) right Uh, By the way, we always laugh that what we do is not complicated, but the fact that it's simple doesn't make it easy, right? So anybody can do the things that we do, but there are 70 steps to do. So you asked what, what we provide to companies in order to enable them to do that. The whole idea for us is to try to minimize the effort that they need to do in order to make this work. So... The first thing we do is we help them with strategy, which is the most important thing in all of this, which is who are the people you're trying to attract? What's important to them? Where do they roam? Like what are the watering holes you need to distribute the content in so we know what kind of content to create? All these things is stuff that we work with the companies in order to understand and build a strategy around that. We also do strategy reviews with them. Every month, every quarter, to update and change and fix what they're doing. So that's one aspect of strategy. The other aspect is we do all the tech setup, infrastructure, templates, all these things we create for our clients. We train them on how to onboard guests. We train them on how to host a show. The shows that we host are not offline, meaning what we're doing right now is we're recording a two and me one-to-one conversation but we also, we have an audience, right? And we can do it. You can do it on whatever platform, right? Uh, But let's say it's a Zoom conversation with multiple people. One of them is your main guest. The other are your audience. How do you engage with them? How do you make sure they feel a part of the conversation? We, it's all built. Everything we do is built around the idea that you want to amplify your relationship building time because relationships are what drives every B2B business. So, how do you amplify relationship building time? We call what we do the relationship flywheel. So we believe that every, not we, it's its its a fact, right? Every relationship is built on co-creational value, whether it's romantic relationships, personal relationships, business relationship. If there's no co-creational value, the relationship will fade away. So we teach our clients how to host a show in a way that co-creates value with their guest and With the audience because if you're co-creating value, you're nurturing relationships. If you're recording this process, now you have a lot of content. That content, if you've done the right content, attracts the right people that now become a part of your ecosystem. You're co-creating value with them as well, nurturing more relationships, creating more content, attracting more people, and so on and so forth. And we call it a relationship flywheel. So what we do is strategy, is all the tech setup systems, processes, promotional materials on social media, all these things. We also take the content that has been produced, so the recording of that show, and we turn it into the right content that is relevant to the watering holes or where their clients would be. So this could be social media posts on the right social media uh, channel. It could be podcast, could be YouTube, could be all of the above depending on the client and where their customers are. So we teach them on how to host. We continuously coach them and give them feedback on how to host. And we basically do everything else. But also for clients who come and say, you know what? I can do this in-house. I have a 20-people marketing team. All I need is your strategy and to teach me how to do this in the beginning. We have a boot camp where we teach other companies how to do everything we do. And they stay for just strategy sessions that we're doing we're going to start doing as groups so far it was one to one now we're going to start doing them as small groups of several people who are implementing this so you can learn from the mistakes and successes of other people that we work with uh, but but the rest all the operation that we help them set up they can run on their own
0: wow so that's like uh that's more than a service it's uh it's a whole i guess infrastructure that that you're basically providing the companies with, which is which is amazing. Uh, tell me a little more about, you know, so I guess you're seeing from the top, and that's something that creators and businesses would be very happy to hear. You're seeing a lot of content being produced. What content works best on social media, which I guess is the most important part in producing content today?
1: First of all, I may disagree. So a lot the, the content that works the best depends on the company and how their audience will engage. For us, a lot of it is just a podcast. We get a lot of inbound interest and people who just follow our podcasts, not necessarily on social media. And then social media becomes a way for us to make more people aware of the podcast. So the podcast is an extremely valuable tool because you get a lot more time. Nobody would listen to you talk to somebody or what we're doing right now for 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour on social media ever will not happen. YouTube, maybe, but usually, you know, five to 15 minutes. Again, very few people other than my kids watching other people play computer games are not going to watch. I don't know business people who watch an hour video on something, but they would listen to an hour long podcast. But in general, they would listen to that because... You have a lot more time where you can listen when you're in the car, walking your dog, washing the dishes, uh, being at the gym, then you have time in front of a screen to spend an hour. So it's just the opportunity of investing that time it exists a lot more in sound, in audio than it is in, in video. So podcast is huge. As far as social media, what we see, there's two things that we see that are working, working uh, very well. Always, it comes back to value. Right. At the end of the day, what you're trying to do is not talk about yourself, is not talk about your company, but is provide the most amount of value, which means you need to have a unique point of view and know how to explain it in a way that will attract your right audience. And the combination that we see working the best is a great video that is structured with hook story offer. Right. So the beginning has to be a hook because on social media, if you don't have the right hook in the first five seconds, people will not listen. Number two is the story needs to be very condensed. So we take something like this, you know, a podcast that we've recorded for whatever, 30, 45 minutes, and turn it into a minute and a half to three minute short videos. And then the offer is there needs to be a call, call to action in the end. Otherwise, there's no point. But the call to action that we have is very low friction, high value. So most of our call to actions is come join our show. So, if you want more of this content and you want to be able to participate in the conversation and you want to ask your question or sound your opinion come join the show so i'm not asking them to fill a page i'm not asking them for their email i'm not asking them to uh, sign up for something i'm not come join the conversation so that also creates a very low friction nurturing opportunity for companies and and then then they come in and then there's this amazing community of people who like each other and understand the company and talk about these topics. And it's now you're part of the cool club. Right. And everybody likes to be part of the cool club. So so this is this is kind of like the ecosystem that now creates more content, but it's about providing value, hook story offer with video that also has very detailed high value captions. So people miss that part a lot. People are like, oh, I created this amazing video and it says, check this out. And then there's the video. Or here are my thoughts on topic X. And then there's the video. A lot of people, either because they're just better in consuming content by reading or because they're sitting at work without headsets and they can't watch your video and listen to it or whatever the reason, would read the captions and would still love the post even if they did not watch the video. So writing right. captions that describe what's in the video in detail is very very helpful
0: but you know i i understand all of this and 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 i think this these are right stuff but i guess in the past so since podcast became a thing which i guess like 10 years ago there's a flood all over the web many podcasters like in israel that's a funny one there i think there are like five podcasts about startups that called another podcast about startups, which you're like, okay, I understand because you know, they all do the same thing. How do you market? So that's, I think the next question in the content creation space is how do you market content? Because we all are relying on the same algorithms of whatever the platform we're active in. But the, the next question will be in all of this flood, how do you take a piece of content which has value to a specific target audience and you meet this target audience? How do you go about this?
1: Awesome question. I'll give you three part answer. Part one, the way we approach it, and I said that before, we look at things relationship out versus content in. To an extent, I quote unquote, don't care how many people listen to the podcast. Now, obviously I do care because it has added value, but the core of what we do is within that community of people that engage every week and that are my super fans and that will sell stuff for me. So I focus on that because I know if I'll provide value to them, the content will be valuable to the same kind of people. So that's a very different mindset that most most people do. They try to fight the noise. I don't try to fight the noise. I'm not even playing in the noise. And people are like, oh, but what kind of size of audience I need? I'm like, how many B2B, big B2B clients you need to make your company successful? 40, 60, 200, 500? You don't need 3 million which is the numbers you're like, oh, I need to get to like a million followers in order to make this worthwhile. No, you need the right 50 people talking to you every single week. That's it. And if I know how to do that without getting to a million people, I win. I invest a lot less resources. So that's answer number one. Answer number two is organic. How do you get organic views to your content? And again, this goes back to co-creation of content. What I mean by that, I mean leveraging the audience of other relevant people. So you're now hosting me. If you would have sent me in advance, if this would have been live and you would have sent me in advance a banner to put on my LinkedIn and links and all the marketing materials say, hey, I'm going to be speaking on this uh, show with Mickey talking about these topics. Some of my audience will come and join. When we produce the content afterwards, we produce content with Q&A from the audience. We tag the people from the audience. So now the, the people who know the guy from the audience will see the content, right? So they were like, oh, this is awesome. How did you get to talk to, and it's usually the guest is a big name. How did you right. get to talk to so-and-so? Because the content doesn't show the other 25 people. It shows them too. So it looks like the guy from the audience is asking the top-notch guest a question and getting an answer, which usually doesn't happen. You don't get that kind of access on day-to-day. So people are interested, and then they learn about the show, and then they come. So there are a lot of organic strategies that you can implement very easily once you have the content that will attract and bring the audience of other people into your world and your community without the need to fight the noise. Number three is how do you accelerate that process? So first and foremost, it's a long-term strategy, right? Relationship building content is not like, oh, I'm going to do all this. It's not that direct respond is not a thing. It's a thing. I think it has less value than long-term relationships, especially in the B2B world. B2C, completely different story. I sold you the thing, you bought it, done, thank you so much. b 2 B, I it's about lifetime value, right? I want you to keep on working with me for forever. So, and I want you to recommend me and so on. So it's about relationships. So it's, it's a long-term play. But how do you accelerate that? And the way you accelerate that is you take your best performing, organic pieces of content, you create a list on the platform where your customers are so let's say linkedin and you say i want to promote this content that has done amazingly well that got 50 you know likes and 35 comments and i want to promote it and put it in front of cmos of these kind of companies ceos of these kind of companies decision makers of those kind of companies sales whatever whatever your audience is and now with relatively low budget you're hitting your target audience with the most valuable content to them that you've already proven. Right. And if you want to enhance that a little more, you're like, you send them to a page where this lives. So don't send them to YouTube. Don't send them to a podcast player. Embed that YouTube video or that podcast player in a quote unquote post on your website. And it doesn't have to be a full post post, but think about kind of like your show notes or the summary right. or whatever you put on the social media, put it on that page. So you're doing the promotion on LinkedIn. If that's where your audience is, you tag that page with other platforms. So you put the pixel and I, if I'm too technical, stop me, but track who gets to that page in a way that you know where they also live, whether it's on TikTok and Facebook and so on, and i retarget them on those platforms with that kind of content. So now you know they're interested because they came to listen to the content from LinkedIn. Now you're retargeting them in other places. They see you everywhere with a relatively low budget because you're only targeting a very short list of people. And then remarketing to an even shorter list of people. The people actually came and listened on the website. So it's it's a way to accelerate and amplify the process. And if you want, go beyond the algorithm right because now i'm paying for these people to see the content but the content is not a marketing piece of content so ah, look how amazing my product is which is most of the advertised content that you see it's something that is actually valuable to them which makes it a chance that they will either join the show because that's a call to action or they will start following you because now they like what you have to say
0: crazy yeah i love i love this approach because it really (laughs) kind of covers most of the angles where the customer or the target um, is is hanging out online. So, and uh, that that got me thinking. And we're about to wrap up pretty soon, but I, I do want to talk about some interesting piece and maybe ask you a question because uh, you know sure. we're working with we're, we're working with content creators who are working very hard to make their content. Most of the time, the number one thing they care about is monetization. Because, you know, some of them are doing this for TikTok, they're doing this for Instagram, for Facebook, for LinkedIn, for whatever platform they want. And from the other side, you're describing something very interesting because they have the knowledge on how to create content. So the question is, how can content creators work with businesses on helping them producing content, but not as a service, but as... Maybe consultants, maybe as as strategic strategic partners. How how would you recommend that?
1: Great question. Listen, we let's now connect the dots of some of the things we said. We said that companies are struggling with creating content that's valuable. We said right. that your audience are the people who actually knows what content you need to create because they're they're the ones that need to consume it, and we said that being on the right platforms with valuable content makes a lot of sense. I think the problem today is that nobody, or very few, there's a few platforms out there that, that kind of like, you know, the, that help content creators monetize by creating content for companies. So that's one avenue. Uh, but I think the other avenue is flipping it on its head. Meaning if you can promote your point of view, with great skills of content creation as an authority figure in a specific field and just do what I just said, but reverse the process, put it in front of the people that are the CMOs of the companies that you want to potentially partner with as a content creator for them, Right. they will approach you, right? So if I'm going to start creating content, I'll give you a great example, by the way, that that is very closely tied to your world and I think it would be a cool trick for everybody to try especially people who are content creators and a friend of mine literally told me about this a few weeks ago I was in I was back in Israel and met met with my my best friends and we're having dinner and he said listen I do this cool thing listen listen to this and again because he knows I'm a content creator and because I know I come from the travel industry he leaves a review on TripAdvisor everywhere he goes attractions hotels for a few years now leaves and leaves a review in every single place before And now he has whatever, you know, 200 reviews that he left on different things. But you can do this retroactively, right? You don't have to start now. You can look at everything you've been in the last three years and write reviews. And now when he signs up for a hotel, he... So you book the hotel. It's three weeks out. He finds a reason to send an email to the hotel with a question. And the question can be, can I bring a... Can you assign a baby crib into the room? Can we check in late? Can we check in early? Like whatever the question is. And on his sig- and it's a very short question, like it's like one sentence. Under that, his signature for those emails says his name and under that, top contributor on TripAdvisor. He gets upgrades all the time. He gets freebies to the room all the time and he's not doing anything crazy, right? He writes reviews. So if you take that approach, and you find a way to communicate with the people you want to partner with, which is, I just give you an example, and I'm sure there's other examples, how you do communicate with people that you can serve with your content, make them aware you exist, make them aware of the content you're creating, make them aware why that's valuable to them. You open the door for a conversation and for for potential cooperation.
0: Wow. Yeah, I love this. I really love this. this. We might even use this maybe for our marketing purposes. But I, I don't know. I'll, I'll, I'll check this out. Anyway I'll, uh, I'll send Isar. you,
1: I'll send you my friend's name so, so you can give him some credit.
0: <laughs> that's, that's, that's a good idea. Yeah, we might use his services as well for this. Uh, thank you so, so much, Isar. Hmm. I would like to wrap it up with a tip that you have for content creators or for businesses, whatever, whoever you choose um, for the next content product.
1: Wow, we gave so many. I'm trying to think of one I, I did not give already. Uh, you know what? I'll uh, give you one. Um,
0: Yeah, let's go.
1: Sharing your journey is huge. So learning in the open, learning in the wild, learning in front of your audience is huge. And people are really scared to do that. People are like, no, oh, I don't want to share what I don't know. I don't want to share what I'm struggling with. This type of content works extremely well. Like Being vulnerable, sharing your journey and sharing the stuff that you're learning as you're learning it could be a whole entire content stream that could be incredibly valuable. And you just got to keep the right topics. Like, don't go all over the place because then people don't know what you're about. But if you let's go about what you just said. Let's say I want to start a TikTok channel because I've, I've done pretty well on Instagram Reels. I'm like, I want to go to TikTok. Share on TikTok your TikTok journey.
0: Wow. People, I love A, it.
1: love that. B, will appreciate the fact that you're involved that you're vulnerable will offer you advice and people will start binging your content because now they're like, he didn't know anything. Now he knows this, 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 this. If I go back and look at other stuff that this guy has created, I can get all the tips on how to do this right. So So learning in the open is a huge way to create really valuable content.
0: Right, 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 right. So Isar, thank you so, so much for your time. Thank you for the tips. Thank you for um, talking about Be uh, be The Stage, because I think it's a, it's a good name, but also it's a really good offering for our businesses because, you know, and, I, and I'm not affiliated. I'm just saying, hey, here's what I'm doing. And if you can get to do the same thing, this is just opening up many, many uh, opportunities. And uh, yeah, thank you for coming.
1: Thank you so much. Uh, If there's anything else I can provide value with, uh, then please let me know. I I would gladly come again and have this kind of conversation. I'm obviously uh, very passionate about it. Uh, And and if people want to find me and ask me more questions, I love answering these kind of questions. The best place is LinkedIn. Just find me. It's uh, Isar Matis, I-S-A-R-M-E-I-T-I-S. And send me a direct message. I would gladly have any conversation on these kind of topics with you.
0: Sounds good. Thank you.
1: Thank you.